It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A full preview on both sides of the football for the Washington Commanders as organized team activities kick into full gear. And where does Taylor Heineke rank or not rank? That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. there, everybody, and welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, and we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. David Harrison, my partner, is off of this episode. He'll return on the next and actually for the rest of the week as we're working solo this week. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find me and Pete Medhurst there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here or somewhere else, we're on Twitter at dharrison8, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. So we welcome you in right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, and it's great to have you with us. Um, I Let's start with this. Uh, OTAs are beginning this week, and David will be there on Tuesday morning for the session that the media is allowed to attend. So depending on when you are viewing or listening to this, it may have already happened. Um, if late Tuesday morning is when the, um, the, the practice session that is again available to the media only one per week at this time of the year, uh, is allowed. So David will have a full report, um, on his next solo episode or on the next episode because again, timing, we're working separately this week. I'm off to Ohio. Uh, to uh, my daughter's high school graduation. So make sure you stay tuned to that because he'll have a bird's eye view of everything that went on during at least that one practice session. But I thought we would take some time to kind of talk about some of the key storylines and some of the things that I want to see on offense and defense, but offense first over the next few weeks. And some of the things that are going to be hard to tell until we can be out there every day i.e. training camp, and even maybe mandatory veteran mini camp, but even that, that's only two days. They schedule three days. They very rarely practice on that third day. But here are some of the things that I want to see, some of the things I'd like to see. Timing on deep balls from Carson Wentz. Listen, if this part of the offense doesn't click and doesn't click from the start for the most part and doesn't separate itself from the rest of the operation, there's big time trouble. K 
Can Carson Wentz get into rhythm with receivers while not having Terry McLaurin? Again, Terry McLaurin not expected to be on the field during OTAs. Don't know how that's going to affect, again, mandatory minicamp. We certainly expect him to be on the field for training camp, but again, there's all sorts of potential complicating factors, right? The contract, of course, uh, that situation, hopefully it will resolve uh, before training camp. Hopefully we will have some clarity on that, maybe even before. But can Carson Wentz get on the same page with Deion Brown, a third-round pick last year with vertical speed, who had a disappointing rookie year but made a couple of big catches late in the regular season to stretch the field? Can he, if currently practicing in full team drills, can they stretch field from either the slot and or the outside with Curtis Samuel? Something that, you know, quite honestly, Curtis Samuel was not able to do last year because he was never healthy. He was never healthy. He was never a part of training camp uh, when the media was able to see and then got hurt again before the regular season opener. How about... Jahan Dotson, from the slot, from outside, without Terry, I presume Jahan Dotson is going to work more from the outside, but when Terry's back, presume more from the inside. Can the, the, the concert of the offense be together? And what I mean by that is, like, if a receiver gets separation – is Carson Wentz overthrowing it by five yards or underthrowing it where the receiver has to fight back through the ball to come back and get it? That's going to happen from time to time. But for the most part, this needs to be a fluid operation, and this needs to have good timing or great timing, and this needs to be a big staple of the commander's offense because – That's part of the huge reason why you went out and got Carson Wentz and why you drafted Jahan Dotson and to make use out of, of course, the proper use out of Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. They are an offense that is built and predicated on speed, on versatility, and to stretch the field. That is what Carson Wentz does best. Carson Wentz is not an underneath great quarterback, running back screens, Short passes, crossing patterns, all that stuff, quick game. He's okay at it, not his strength. His strength is his howitzer. His is his gun. And in order for this offense to take the next step and stretch it and become explosive or something sort of resembling explosive, Carson Wentz needs to be on target and in rhythm and on time with his receivers, even if Terry McLaurin is not there. And it needs to happen early enough. Don't expect it on day one, but it needs to happen early enough so that there's some positive glimpses towards training camp, towards the preseason, towards the regular season. All right, will Curtis Samuel look sharp considering, you know, all of last year's debacle? And he and the team keep saying he looks great and he's 100%. And he says he's going to work so hard. Okay, we need to see it. That's it. We need to see it. We didn't see it at all last year. We need to see it. No backfields, no missing every other practice session in 11-on-11s, none of that stuff. We need to see it.
you're healthy, you're right. They poo-pooed the surgery, then they got the surgery, and that's it, right? So last year behind us, disaster, let's see it. That's it. Let's see it. And let's see how they use Curtis Samuel. Do they use him more in the slot? Again, some of this will be affected by no Terry McLaurin. Just be out on the field and make some big explosive plays. Look good. Look good. Look healthy. Will Brian Robinson be used more as a receiver by design to not telegraph what the offense is going to do? David and I have talked about this. David was at rookie minicamp, and he said he saw, you know, Robinson obviously catch a a few balls out of the backfield. Now, again, that's not full team work. Uh, There's no veterans, so on and so forth. I'm curious to see on first and second down situations when they use the, the, the down marker or just in regular offensive 11 on 11 periods. When Brian Robinson's on the field, is he used as a receiver or is he just purely a physical maul between the tackles type? That's not what I want to see. He's got the receiving capability. We've talked about this. I think 35 catches, 37 targets at Alabama last year, almost 300 yards. He's got the ability. You do not want to telegraph to an opposing team, an opposing defense, that, hey, whenever I'm on the field, we're running the ball or expect the run or guess the run. You don't want to do that. Avoid that as much as possible. This is the time of the year to experiment with all of that. How will the remade offensive line look with Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner? And will Chase Roulier be real? The answer to that last part is we don't know. Probably not. Um, maybe at some point this summer. Before camp, where he heard himself right before the bye last week, or last year, I should say, in Denver. Uh, so that was, what, Halloween. So October 31st, it's now late May. He's had plenty of time to recover, we think, we hope. But I don't. Chase Roulier on the field, starting center, that type of thing, during OTAs. Probably not. Norwell, Turner, the new guards, let's see what they've got. Uh, let's see what they also can do um, in terms of mixing and matching. Can Samus Reyes catch the football on a consistent basis? He wasn't able to do that during OTAs and training camp last year. How much has he improved in that area? Will Cole Turner stand out in full team drills? And will he be used in line? The Nevada tight end, the fifth-round pick, the second fifth-round pick? Experiment. That's not his strength. That's not what he does. Let's see what he can do when you're not playing an opponent, when you're not playing in a game for real, when you're not showing Phil. Let's see what he can do. That's what I want to see and what I'm going to be paying attention to for the commander's offense. Coming up next, what do I want to see on the commander's defense? And what do you maybe want to see? We're trying to tackle that next, if you will, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But guys, first, this episode brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Of course, you have old, you have new, you have cars, you have trucks, you have gas-only vehicles, you have now electric vehicles. Either way, whatever car or truck you have, old, new, vanity, or a major part, all of them need repair at some point. 
point. You have a couple of options. You can take them to the where they're going to charge you a lot more money. You can take them to the factorships where they're going to charge you money than that for parts and labor. Or you can get the parts yourself, maybe fix the car yourself, or perhaps you have a buddy that's a mechanic that might be able to take a little bit of good care of you. That's the way I would go. That's what I try and do with my vehicle. And I go to rockauto.com to get parts that I need for my Kia Forte, which is what I have. So you can go to rockauto.com for whatever vehicle you have. Again, car, truck, what have you, foreign, domestic. Rockauto.com is going to save you a bunch of money and, more importantly, a bunch of time. Think about this. You don't have to go to the dealership. You don't have to go to the mechanic. You don't have to go to the big auto parts superstore and look around in this big maze of auto parts and deal with a pushy salesman who is maybe working on a commission basis or trying to upcharge you and not treating you the same, again, as their buddy, the mechanic down the street, who buys in bulk and who's in there all the time and who they're not going to upcharge. They're going to upcharge you. So why go through all of that when you can go to rockauto.com? When you go to rockauto.com, go to their How Did You Hear About Us box. Uh, Go to the How Did You Hear About Us box, I should say, uh, and write Locked On in that box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever, ever, ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen and your first watch each and every day. All right, so now we take a look on the defensive side of the ball as OTAs begin this week. Again, David will have a full report on the next edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast when he is able to be out at the OTA period. I'm not going to be able to this week. I will join him next week. Uh, I will not be able to this week because, uh, again, I'm uh, going to um, be celebrating my daughter's high school graduation in Ohio. So, We take a look at what I want to see on defense and what I think commanders fans want to need to see. And the question will be, who will be the Mike when the team is in a base 4-3 defense? Will it be David Mayo, the veteran, or will it be Cole Holcomb? Cole Holcomb, as we told you about last week, says, I'm the man. I'm the Mike. That's me. Will it be when they're in the base 4-3, which last year they were only in about roughly 25% of the time? We don't know the answer to that. Last year, when we got to OTAs, nobody thought Jamin Davis was going to actually be the Mike. They thought, well, maybe he might be worked into that, and instead he was out there right away trying to call the defense. And we all know how that worked out. So anything is on the table. Um, I think Cole Holcomb clearly is the most important linebacker right now for this team. Maybe that will eventually become Jamin Davis with his athleticism and his explosiveness. But whoever calls the plays, whoever lines everybody up, whether it be base or sub, is the most important guy. Now, in base, again, if it's David Mayo, 
like, look, he's not the most talented guy. I think we all know that. Maybe they'll bring in a veteran after the OTAs. I don't know. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, Jack Del Rio did criticize players that were not around for parts of the OTA program last year or parts of the offseason program uh, last year. I was talking to my friend Ben Standing uh, of The Athletic, and he also has the Standing Room Only podcast, uh, which is great. Listen, I had a great guest on uh, me. Um, and he was saying that Jack was actually upset about the second phase, the on-field phase, but before the team periods are allowed meaning not the phase that we're beginning now, the phase that we just wrapped up last year. And apparently some guys in the secondary missed chunks of that, which he really thought affected the communication and the issues. So the question becomes is if that's true and if Jack valued that so much, and then they go out and add a veteran Mike linebacker, somebody that's out there, Joe Schobert, somebody like that, is that going to affect how this team can operate? Don't know. Same thing, of course, if they go out and add a veteran corner after the OTA period. Don't know. So that all leads us into the communication on the back end. How much better will they be with almost all returning players outside of Percy Butler, the fourth-round pick? I mean, they should be a lot better. They did get better for the most part in the second half of the season, maybe slightly before as they got more reps, as they got more practice time, as they got fully invested. But will they be lock, stock, and barrel? Don't know. Don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it won't be a problem. Also, will they show a lot of Buffalo nickel uh, in OTAs? Again, for whatever it's worth, last year, uh, Ron Rivera, I think, told Julie Donaldson they were, they used the Buffalo nickel position, basically a third safety, dropped down as an extra linebacker. We know Landon Collins, sometimes it's Cam Curl, you know, that type of thing, 53% of the time. So you had sub or nickel plus 75% of the time, and apparently 75% of that time, or 53% of that time, that was Buffalo nickel. Okay. All those numbers, maybe they match up, maybe they're not true. That's just what they are charting, what have you. We take them at their word. Who will be the Buffalo Nickel? I presume it'll be Cam Curl. He has the best skill set that matches that. Will it be Percy Butler, who's got more speed? And they lead the more experienced Bobby McCain, Cam Curl for two deep safeties? We, we don't know. I presume it'll be Cam Curl, especially with no Landon Collins there. And is there really a need, as has been rumored, after June 1st to bring back Landon Collins? To me, right now, no, there is no need. Others might disagree with that. Of course, if you can get them on a veteran minimum deal, absolute veteran minimum deal, maybe that would make some sense. But for me, the answer is no. Will Chase Young be able to participate in any full-team drills? We don't know the answer to this. He's been working out. He's been at the facility. He's been much more involved. He looks good, hitting sleds, all that good stuff, good reports. But he tore his ACL, of course, in mid-November. I think it's too early to expect to see Chase Young participate in any full-team drills. I I'd probably venture a guess that he'll be out there for individuals and maybe some uh, walkthrough type stuff, maybe some seven on sevens, maybe. I doubt very much we'll see Chase Young in 11 on 11. 
How will the commanders use Fedarian Mathis, the second-round pick? Will they use him purely as a rotational backup, meaning behind Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, as Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis were largely used? But remember, last year, partly because they didn't have linebackers that they could trust, partly because the heavy, heavy, heavy talent base was the defensive line, they used a five-man, what you would basically call a bear front, if you will, so do they put Fedarian Mathis straight over the nose, over the center, over the football, and have Jonathan Allen shaded to his right and Deron Payne shaded to his left to create that interior pass rush and that surge up the middle against the theoretical weaker part of the offensive line? I think that's what you're going to see a good amount. Now, maybe not right away, but I would assume by training camp you're going to see a lot of that. And during the season, you're still going to see a lot of that. Otherwise, Federia Mathis is probably not developing the way they want, or maybe you did overreach in terms of Federian Mathis at number 48. How aggressive will Jack Del Rio be on the corners? Will he be in a lot of man press? Will they blitz a lot more? These are all questions that I want to see. This defense, to play zone and to be tepid is not what I want to see. I'd rather you get beat. I'd rather you get beat by being aggressive as as long as it's not reckless. Again, there's a fine line between aggressive and recklessness. I want aggression. I don't want recklessness. You don't have to blitz all the time, send the entire house. You don't have to do all that. But you do have to blitz, and you do have to get creative. And at times, when this defense has been creative, they've overwhelmed an offensive line and a quarterback. That's what I want to see. And with that comes more man press on the corners. We've talked about this a lot, especially with James Bradbury. That's the style they seemingly want to play, even though they'll say, well, we'll play a mix, this, that, the other thing. And they wound up playing more zone last year because they couldn't play man, because they didn't have the pass rush, and because – Guys weren't comfortable and guys weren't communicating. So they had, and because they were hurting at linebackers. So they had to cover some things up and they had to get different things done because they couldn't play as aggressive as we think they want to play. All right. Those are the storylines that I have on offense and defense. Again, David will have a full report from what he sees on the next episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. But coming up, a positive outlook for the commanders, but not for their backup quarterback. I'll explain on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, we all love brownies. But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. That's right. Sometimes when you're making the brownies, you just eat half the batter, and then you have less for the brownies. But what if, what if you could lick a brownie spatula? What if you could lick it clean and get some extra protein in and have it not be loaded with sugar and calories and bad stuff for you. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. It's called the Brownie Batter Puff. That's right. You heard me right. The Puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they are available right now on Built.com. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? Not sure what you're waiting for. I got my shipment in. They are delicious. Chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right. Again, delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, guys, and only 7 grams of sugar. 
Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day, meal replacement, after a workout treat, late-night dessert, you know the deal. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. So here's what we want you to do. First of all, think about how good brownie batter that's good for you is going to taste. And then go to Built.com and get the brownie butter brownie batter puffs now is what he wanted to say. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders Podcast with you on this midweek edition. I'm Chris Russell, David Harrison, again back uh, on the next edition after attending Commanders OTAs. All right, so here's what we wanted to do. Wrap up the show with a little positive commander storyline, sort of. So Jared Bailey, at J. Bailey NFL, he writes for SI, now USAToday.com, fan-sided, so a bunch of different websites, digital, all that stuff. I'm not really super familiar with him, to be honest with you. Uh, I've seen him around, uh, but I don't really, really, really know what his NFL chops are other than he works for a bunch of websites. He picked the Washington Commanders to finish at 10-7 and this year. And, are you ready, to win the NFC East over the New York Giants, who he picked to finish at 9-8. and Now, you might be scratching your head and saying, whoa, wait a second. Number one, pick the Commanders to win 10 games, win the division, over the Giants? Yeah. He's got the Cowboys at 8 and 9. And check this out. The Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles at 6 and 11. Now you can take this for what it's worth. I mean, I don't think there's any chance the Eagles finish 6 and 11 unless Jalen Hurts is really, really bad or gets injured and, you know, Gardner Minshew and whatever. I don't think there's any chance the Eagles are 6-11. and 11. I could see the Cowboys at 8-9, and nine, depending on how things play out. I could see that. The Giants, I think 9-8 and eight is too rich in the first year under uh, Brian Dable uh, and Joe Shane. I, I, I see more 7-10, 8-9 for the Giants. Ten wins for the Washington Commanders, possible. Unlikely, but possible. You take it for what it's worth, though. And lastly, we leave you with this. Chris Sims, son of Phil Sims, NFL analyst, NBC, pro football talk, all of that. He does an annual top 40 quarterback countdown. He started off with his top 10 with Drew Locke at number 40, all the way down to Trey Lance at number 31. Sam Darnold at 32. uh, And in between, Kenny Pickett at 39. Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, who just mentioned, Tyrod Taylor of the Giants, Davis Mills. Uh, of the Houston Texans at 35, Tyler Huntley of the Baltimore Ravens at 34, Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks 
and against Sam Darnold at 32 for the Carolina Panthers, which means so far in the rankings unveiled, he does not have Taylor Heineke nor Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, we expect, of course, to be in the top 20. He does not have Taylor Heineke. So does that mean Taylor Heineke, when the rest of the rankings come out, is higher than Trey Lance at 31? He probably should be. Or is he lower at 41 or higher, meaning behind Drew Locke, behind Kenny Pickett? First-round pick, but hasn't played a game. We'll have to wait and see what the rest of the poll, the rest of the ranking reveals. I think Taylor Heineke should be, should be ahead of Sam Darnold, should be ahead of Trey Lance. I think he should be probably 29 or 30. We'll see what the rest of the rankings reveal from Chris Sims in his top 40 countdown. All right, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks again for making LOC your first listen or your first view of the day. Now make the Locked On NFL podcast your second listen and view. Schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts representing all 32 squads. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back again, David, with a solo edition the rest of the week, actually, uh, as I'm off to Canton, Ohio, for my daughter's high school graduation, so I'll see you guys next week. Uh, please be good to one another, uh, and uh, watch David, as he'll have exclusive eyes on the Washington Commanders. OTA session on Tuesday morning in Ashburn, Virginia. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or locked on WashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders. For SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell on half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.